In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. St. Hilary of Portier was a, a major theologian and bishop in the 4th century. He was known as the Hammer of the Arians. The Arians were a heretical group of Christians. He fought fiercely and tirelessly against the Arian controversy, and he perceived that their bishops and priests were representatives of the Antichrist. Hillary predicted that the world was going to end in the year 368. Incidentally, Hillary's name in Latin means funny, hence our English word hilarious, sort of like his prediction. Joachim of Fior, he died in the early 13th century. He was a historian and he studied eschatology. Eschatology is a branch of philosophy that deals with matters concerning the end of the world. He was very disillusioned by the corruption of the medieval church and his followers, who are known as Jacobites, were even more disenfranchised with Christendom. The Jacobites stated that the world would end somewhere between 1200 and 1260 with the appearance, with the appearance of the Antichrist, followed by the establishment of a utopian society. Uh, what makes Joachim Fior popular is that he is the reason Umberto Eco's book, the fictitious book, Name of the Rose, and the movie by that um, same name, Sean Connery played the lead. The reason they were gathering at this monastery, these theologians and cardinals, because they were going to debate the merits of his writings about the end of the world. Incidentally, a series of supernatural murders took place at that fictitious monastery, and it was a Franciscan who solved the murders, but the deadline for the end of the world was missed. According to various London astrologers, a great flood was going to begin on February 1st, 1524, and reach its height by June. Over 20,000 Londoners, which was about half of the city at that time, were said to have fled for higher ground. The police officer in me is thinking, if I was a burglar, I would have had a field day with half the city escaping to higher ground. <laughs> Meanwhile, during the same month in Germany, the astronomer, mathematician, priest, and professor at the great university of Tübingen, Johannes Stoffler, he predicted that the planetary alignment in, the, um, in Pisces would usher in the end of the world. And a new millennium would begin on February 24th, 1524. So far, his prediction has been proven to be a little off, but his contributions to astronomy and the making of astronomical instruments 
significantly, significantly helped advance the science. Uh, coincidentally, in 1493, he created one of the first globes of the earth. John Mason Neal, an Anglican priest and an author of many of our hymns, of which you are probably familiar, he predicted the end of the world in 1694. John Napier, he predicted the end of the world in 1688. In 1700, he took another stab at scientifically calculating the end of the world based on correcting his miscalculations for the 1688 prediction. Cotton Mather, a great preacher in the United States. Cotton Mather, he predicted the end of the world in 1697 and in 1716. And not to give up on his endeavors, he tried again and predicted the world's end for 1736. Those crazy New Englanders, the Connecticut General Assembly, while officially meeting, predicted the world was going to end that day, May 19th, 1780. I believe I can safely say that neither of our current political parties had anything to do with that decision. <laughs> Through the 19th and 20th and now into the 21st century, tens of thousands of men and women have thought that they have scientifically, theologically, mathematically, philosophically, carefully calculated when the world will come to an end. Still, many others, many thousands of others, appeal to special visions and messages that they received as insights from God, or, in a few cases, some other extraterrestrial entity. They were given information about the demise of the world. We can't forget about our current time. Many resolutely claim that and believe that the world will end in 12 years. Unless you listen to those who say our planet will end in 2021 or 2023 or maybe some other year, depending on when we will get hit by a meteor. Most definitely, the world will come to an end. Our lives will come to an end, probably sooner than the world's last breath. No matter how many repeat performances we make in the show of our life, on the stage of our life, the final curtain will come down for us. Though we can look and laugh at all the misguided people who prophesied the end of the world, only to find that God had once again missed their deadline. The anxiety about such matters seems to be growing in society. A recent article I read in a pastoral counseling periodical stated that psychologists and therapists are struggling with providing some type of relief to the anxiety that modern people, especially those under 40, some type of relief to their anxiety 
that the world is going to end or with the futility of life or even accepting the fact that death is going to defeat them. In essence, the article says they're used to getting tangible awards in life, a pat on the back, even if it means being placed last in some type of event. It's hard for them to imagine anything else but this world and this life. They cannot put their faith in anything else other than the present moment and the here and the now. In many cases, people think that they can cheat death or that somehow it will not affect them. My sermon ends there. I didn't write anything else. That's the end. But that's not the end of our story. The season of Advent, here we are at the beginning of a new church year. The season of Advent proclaims the beginning of a new church year by looking at what is coming in our direction. Not a meteor, not a flood, not some other crazy or even viable reason but that the hope of the world is coming. We cannot pretend that we don't know the story of Christmas. I mean, how many Advents have we all gone through? So we come to Advent, and if you're a good Anglo-Catholic like me, and I'm sure I could speak for Father, no Christmas decorations in the church until the last possible minute. Remember? putting up Christmas decorations, uh, some like two or three days before Christmas. We can't pretend we don't know the story. We know the story. We're not, he was born, Bethlehem? I didn't see that coming. We know. We know what's going to happen the rest of the year. The Magi come to see him. He goes and is baptized in the River Jordan and he preaches and teaches, calls his apostles, goes to Jerusalem, is killed, rises from the dead, goes there. We know the story. And here we are at the beginning, the story of salvation history, looking for hope, looking for him who is hope. We are looking for his advent. So we went through our cycle. We just finished it. I would ask for you at this beginning of the new church year, and I'm going to try to do the same. Take stock of where you will be this time next year in your spiritual life. I have no, if he's coming back, asteroids are hitting, I have no idea. But I do know this. I know this. I'll refund your misery 100% if I'm wrong. The hope that Advent talks about can come into our daily lives. The hope 
that he promises can be fulfilled in our daily life. The end does not have to be so scary. I mean, there is no question we have to work through and deal that part. You know, that's part of the psychotherapy I studied, existentialism, ultimate questions. Why is it that we struggle with the anxiety that we have? But what sets us apart, hopefully, it is that we believe he can come into our daily life. That yes, there was his first advent in Bethlehem. And at some other time, whenever, only the Father knows, he will come again with power and great might to judge the world. But today, he comes again. He comes again. So I would ask you, how can his advent in your life and mine be different? How can we have a greater awareness of him, a greater sense that he is present with us? This time next year, when we meet again on the first Sunday of Advent, how is it that his coming in our daily lives has helped us to know him, love him, serve him, be happy with him in this world, and live with him in that world that will never end. Amen. Amen. Confident in this faith and belief, we stand and...